there. Praise Boogie and Rick H are here. Your mic is well, muted. muted. My bad. What's up, y'all? Happy birthday, are. Art. What's up? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Art. We miss you tremendously. That ass. We wanted to honor you. I want Rick to um not get too emotional today. Um, you know? um but our guest isn't here yet. He's Rick, anything you wish to discuss with me before our guest gets here, tell me. Um, no. Any grievances? Anything that we had? No. No, I just want to show. I want to start the show. Special intro song, oh. never played before. Uh, if you all know and you're fans of the show and you watch the I show, art song, uh, American Dreaming, is the theme song of this show. But for today. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, uh, everything is all greened out, all green, everything, all green, uh, in honor of art. And uh, this is a brand new song you're gonna hear today, uh, brand new intro. And I'm gonna just play it. Crazy, ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Let's go. Woo! Uh, you feel that now? I feel like Rocky in this one, baby. Let's go. Alright, check it. Uh. Blast from the past, back from the future. So if I pull the trigger in the past, no, you and your future. I'm still hustling, still hugging the block. The referee to the shit, I'm still calling them shots. I can't be stopped. That's what I told you, I'm living my life like a box of Crayolas I'm cutting up white, smoking that green Purple color pens, I'm still making this cream I'm so sick, uh, check my throat quick My wrist light up a room like a handful of glow sticks I'm like spoiled milk, the kid's gone bad Then it's the menace, my pen touches the pad uh, Niggas is mad, but the ladies is glad Yo, they rubbing up against me like this nigga is rad Fucking two divas, drinking on sangria I got the beam of the colors, diarrhea uh, Tie your strength to my feet, cause I'm so fly Hopped out the Delores and it's already McFly. 
Wow. Let's go. Yeah, I always love that song, man. Wow. I mean, Yo, that, that the beat it hits hard and just his whole energy like on it. Like he just let loose on it. Like Mozo, what's good? Yo, man, I feel like uh you know we have our, our little fair share recordings of, mm-hmm. of art, but that's like one of my top three. Um, just his energy on it uh was dope. And you know, just to give everybody a little context, this is part of like the music that we have that you know, that's one of the only things that we have left um of art to be able to celebrate them. Um, and we're so lucky, I feel, because not everybody has that, you know, to have a piece of, of their friend to kind of like hold on to and really like vibe to him. Whenever I hear his music, I feel like he's he's here. You know, like I feel like he's sitting right here uh, in the crib. But when we talk, we chopping it up. So I love the fact that you put that together. That fucking intro was fire. Where'd you get that? That video of him walking in the street. I, didn't, I hadn't seen that. Um, I got that video from Ada a nice. while ago and we've never um, used it. He's actually like cracking jokes. When, uh, As usual, walking. yeah. Um, it's just I'm like, yes, I'm uh reiterate what you just said. I'm super happy that we have at least that, you know, facts. Um, uh, unreleased tracks, a lot of raw material. We knew Art for a very long time. Uh, he started dating my cousin. That's how I got introduced to him very early on. Yeah, uh, and he became more like a brother. You know, he was shout out to walk- Bali. Shout out to Dali. If uh, if you know, uh, if you watch the Rick A show, you know my brother Benny Banks. Art and Benny were like, how can I say? It? Like me and Craze, brothers. basically. Me and you. Yeah, like brothers. He's just like me and Craze. So um, he became like a little brother to me, and he expressed to me that he wanted to like make music and shit. And then we got just closer and closer. Um, and me and Craze just. Uh, took this beast of a talent and helped him out and helped him grow it out. That's the craziest shit, man. I feel like art for, for both you and me was like a little brother, but in terms of like music stuff too, I feel like I learned a lot of shit from him, even though he was kind of younger than us. And yeah. I feel like just, he motivated me to really be still into it and his love for it and how he would put shit together. And he was funny as fuck, bro. Art was one of the funniest <laughs> people I ever met in my fucking life. And like, he always <clears throat> saw somebody that, that walked to the beat of his own drum Mm-hmm. Um, did, did shit the way he thought, you know, like regardless of what anybody else thought. My, yeah. my, I feel like the only shit I could think about, you asked me earlier this week about, um, like, you know, story, yeah. you know, like a memory of art. And I, I'm gonna tell you one that's like a memory that was like, I was annoyed at him, um, because <laughs> of this, this like habit that he had of being different, right? And so, like, he, we, I got him, um, I was working at this law firm and I got art, you know, a gig working there at the time. And he came on and like, he had this thing of saying like, when in Rome, right? Like, <laughs> like basically to mean like, Oh, when in Rome, do as the Romans or whatever. But I think there's a movie that he saw where they purposely misused the, the meaning of the other shit. And he started saying that shit in the office. And I was like, bro, you need to stop saying this phrase. Like people are going to get annoyed as fuck with you. But, um, you know, it was just something that, like, and now he said it enough that everybody in the office wound up fucking saying it too, and annoying. Everybody was annoying the shit out of me. And I, here, yeah. Here's me thinking that I'm trying to put him up on some game, and he taught me a lesson about being different and just doing, just being you, just doing your own thing. So I always, you know, art this time of year, uh, for a lot of years, this is the ninth, you know, anniversary that we don't have you here. 
Um, but every year, this, this time of year kind of brings me a little bit of like sadness, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really happy that this year uh, Rick uh, kind of put this idea to, together to do this kind of a special one. Uh, uh, I don't want to say like homage, but because really what I wanted, the feeling that we got is basically like you're here with us. So yeah. thank you for being on the show with us again. You know, I, I want the next uh, 10 years to be for us to be able to continue to honor you. And maybe this music shit, we're trying to figure out a way that it comes to fruition, you know, uh, just as, a, as an homage to you, man. But um, I'll shut up now. Rick, thank you for putting that, that intro together. That shit was fire. And like for always helping us honor his memory in the dopest way possible, for real, man. I, I want to say thank you to his mother first because um, facts. I wouldn't do nothing. Um, I would always ask her first, you know. Yeah. Um, so she said it was it was it was cool for us to do this this type of episode for him. It was his birthday. It was landing on a Tuesday. We we're gonna be recording an episode, and I was like, we, we felt like we had to do that shit. We cannot do an episode of this show, which he's become such a big part of because of the song. So if you watch like the last, I'm gonna say the last twenty episodes, right? You'll always see me and Craze singing right after the song finishes, and for me, when the intro hits, it's different because. I forget that I'm doing the podcast and I automatically start thinking of when we were recording that record, when he was writing it. Um, And I just, I lose myself in the music and then it puts me in a space to produce like a good episode or a good show. And I was talking about art and the music earlier. Art would come over to my house when I used to live in East Harlem and we would go to the chicken spot. Hell yeah. Order our food. Go upstairs, um, eat our food, watch a movie, and then inspiration will hit. And he would sleep over sometimes um, with me and Benny, and he was just writing songs. And if he, he would he would hear a song like he was a huge fan of of Joe Budden, a lot of different artists. He would hear a beat or a song, and he would send it to me. He's like, "Yo, I want to do this to this, or I want to write this mm-hmm. to this." Uh, and we would have like insane. The other day, I was like searching through my email, looking through some old stuff, and I found a, a, a G chat between me and Art. <clears throat> and he was asking me, like, um, because there's a specific verse that I did that he liked, how I got to that. And I just was talking about like what I was thinking about. And when I was writing music, I always wanted to be as vulnerable as possible. <clears throat> and, um, I was just trying to get him to get to that space. And I wish you guys could hear some of the truest, like, rawest music. He's my favorite rapper. Not yeah, because he's, my, he's, my, he's one of my favorite rappers. <clears throat> and it's just, it was classics. And to see it go from, like, the beginning process to where his his mind was to now, it was, it was always insane to me. So um, thank you to Fredo uh, for, like, no, for preserving that, you know, I'm, I, I yeah. feel like, like that when when we um when we had an opportunity to to go see Fredo, it was like you know it wasn't the best of times of the stuff that was yeah. going on, and like he was able within 24 hours to get us uh, all of everything, our music, all the and masters, acapellas, everything. everything, and it, it kind of like honestly, bro, it's been that's been one of the the best like time capsules for me in terms of like being able to visit art. Um, whatever I want to, you know, all I got to do is listen to a few of his verses and I, I feel like he's right here with me. So yeah, man, thank you to Fredo. You know, thank you for everybody who, who always kind of keeps his memory alive every year. Um, mm-hmm. shout out Chiquits, 
She's somebody uh, who always, you know, uh, uh, Adriano. Uh, yeah, my brother, man. my brother's not on the show no more, but I don't think he would probably be able to do this episode. Uh, Art meant no, so man. much to him. Um, his family, his aunt Julie. Um, Julie, Alexa, yeah, that's true. Uh, his uncle Dell. Dell, man, Art loved you like crazy. Some of the artwork you'll see in the background is from Art and Delamar. So, um, yeah, man, he that's... he was into graffiti too, and that's why like Craze and him like had this special bond too. So it was it was a unique thing to see. You know, he was like a good person to have between me and Craze. Yeah, man, because yeah, he he was funny and witty, but he was like emotional like me. So. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I think that um, I I hope that we, like I said, continue to be able to honor him, and like always amplify the type of person that he was, and mm -hmm. try to emulate that in ourselves, and always show everybody love. That's why one of the main reasons for our uh, the way that we move and the way we do things in, is about community, and it's because we, you know, at least for I can speak for myself, you know, being there for people is something that. After you know we went through it, like our, really being there for people, it, like, it it means you know it means a lot to me, and so you know I feel like it, it's a dope way to honor him, and um, you know especially on his birthday. I mean this was just too perfect. Mm -hmm. November thirtieth, a Tuesday, the same day we mm -hmm. do the show. You know mm -hmm. it, it came around at, at the time where we're both kind of like available and doing this stuff right now, and it's like yo, we have to do it. Uh, I feel like next year is gonna be a big one too, but uh, you know. This is this is good. I, I, love I this would movie. like to do something that is. Um, I mean, he's on the theme song, but I would like to incorporate him some in other ways. Um, maybe when it lands on a Tuesday or if, or whatever our recording day is, if the, we'll we'll do something, some tribute or some play some music or something. I mean, it's over forty songs that me and Crazy have. Yeah. And thank well, you to his mother for allowing us to put together or had a vision for an album it was called lost in deep thought and they let me and craze uh piece it together as best as we could and um some of the work was unfinished we reached out to lou wiggs thank you lou wiggs for being on mc so uh originally there was a slot in the middle i was supposed to rap on that song because me and art were the the freshmen um <laughs> that's another story uh and then I I was notoriously slow for writing lyrics, so I reached out to Wiggs, and Wiggs did the song within 24 hours. Me and Craig yeah. sent Wiggs the song, and he sent the song right back to us. Um, so that's just a small behind-the-scenes thing. Um, our guest for today... Let's go. ...is uh, one of my favorite podcasters, I'll be honest with you. Somebody um, who's doing dope ass shit too. He's just yo. I we um. I'm gonna say this shit. I'm gonna say it right now. So Let's we did it. me me crazy and Ellie. We were um honored for being Latino podcasters by Remy Martin, um and Jose Apartment Seventy Eight at Suyo and Pavel was there. And a lot of people ask me, "What are you excited about? What podcast are you excited about?" That's in the building. And I always said, can't do it. And people were like, who the hell is that? And I was like, well, you all know him as Plural. So they don't know the difference between Plural and the podcast. But Pavel Martinez is here. Yo, what up, y'all? Oh. 
about to make me cry out here, y'all. Chill, chill. Yo, thank you for coming through, bro. <laughs> thank you for coming. Um, so let me finish the story. Yeah, people would ask me who I'm excited about, and I would say him. Uh, I think his perspective is really dope. Uh, I've had conversations yeah. with him on the side. And he his podcast is Quien Tu Eres. The brand, when you see AOC back there and the Café Bustelo, which is really famous, is Plural. So that's the difference between the two. Plural is not the podcast. Just, you know, you know, uh-huh. hardworking well, man gotta, wants to change. You got to be my marketing guy, man. Damn. Right? Wants I mean, that's, to only, change. that's only a fraction of the stuff that, yeah. you, that you do, right? I feel like he wants to change how CEOs and executives are viewed. So Rick H wearing this Knicks hat could be an executive of a company. He doesn't have to change or wear a suit and a tie. Explain to me, Pabe, why is this a passion for you? And also why you published your salary. Can you talk about before you say you publish your salary? Just where what your field is, and yes. Know. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't even intro. Yo, because this 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 guy's a big dog right here. You know, like <laughs> he does all these wonderful things. Yes. <laughs> the reason he talks about this executive level is because Pavel, please tell tell the folks what, what please. Bro, yeah, I appreciate both of y'all, man. Nah, I mean, I'm I'm a global account director at TikTok. It's just a Let's fancy go. way to say I'm in sales. Um, so my job is to. <laughs> <laughs> my job is to like drive uh, revenue and relationships. Um, my account right now is Samsung, for example. So like I partnered with Samsung to help them grow their business through, you know, the TikTok platform. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's <laughs> so That's besides that, thanks, man. thanks. Why, why do you have the passion uh, to change the perception of what executives and CEOs look like? And explain to me the idea behind publishing your salary. Yeah, I mean, two two similar but different things, man. But uh, but yeah, it's crazy. Like when if you Google professionalism right now, and you you know look it up, it's not gonna look like any of us. Uh, it's gonna look like a, an older white man in a suit, and those are the images that are legit gonna come up. So you know, twenty years, thirty years down the line, like I want to be able to Google that word and find us. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like professionalism is often like tossed around they say certain things aren't professional but you know if you look at the definition it's really just a skill or competence needed to to do your job right so if someone's not talking yeah. about your skill or your competence they're, they're being biased in that approach and i think that bias comes into place in corporate america but what i'm really trying to shed light on as well is that it really starts at an early age like when my grandfather growing up he would often mm-hmm. tell me like yo do you see presidents with beers do you see them ceos with tattoos and do-rags and all that stuff and I was like, damn, nah, right? So he was like, yeah, act accordingly. And I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to protect me from people's negative perceptions and mm-hmm. racism and microaggressions, which I could definitely get into. But what he was also telling me was that I had to be more white in order to be successful, right? So when I went into work, like I, I always tell people, like right now I'm a, I'm a full-time TikTok employee, but I would often be a full-time actor as well because I would legit assign myself homework on the weekends like instead of listening to bad bunny and going out dancing and watching insecure i would study white popular american culture so i like i'm dedicating hours of my time on the weekends to like binge watch riverdale to watch you know listen to bruce springsteen so that when i go into work and people ask me what i did on the weekends like yo smoking hookah and dancing bachata is not going to be relatable you know what i mean but talking about insecure that's going to get me in the room and that's going to keep me in the conversation when when promotion time come around like, oh pabell he He's a cool guy. So let me ask aspect, man. Are you going to be that first guy that makes hookah relatable on the boardroom? 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, my hookah? can you make try, it all right man. for us? Can you make I'll try, it man? <laughs> I talk about that, it. I talk. It's crazy too because I talk about it openly now. Like if someone asks me what I did on the weekend, I'll say it. But I remember for so long, I felt so much shame for something that's legal. Whereas like my colleagues will openly talk about fucking not showering drinking. for for like a week and popping mollies at, at Burning Man, which is like mm-hmm. a bunch of illegal stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, not showering should be illegal, but that should say be popping mollies. <laughs> yeah, but they would go out, drink, get drunk, go home, just change clothes and come back. <laughs> where so you probably went to you know a spot of town had a some hookah a couple drinks some food yeah. went home took a shower came back and you were you got there early they got there late so hey, I, I listen I to it. Bruce Springsteen while I do hookah okay <laughs> I, I got nothing against the boss by the way I'm sorry we know you don't him as an example you're, you're from Long Island now Rick nah not yet, not yet. damn Chris come on bro. <laughs> assassinating my character so you put out something interesting today that i thought was pretty dope um your mother turned down raises so you wouldn't lose your yeah i mean when i was applying to college and you know you got to fill out that fast it's crazy because like i never knew how much how much my mom made a year mm-hmm. um like it's, it's just something we never spoke about and i think like mm-hmm. secrecy around like money even in corporate america but even at home like it's just something people never talk about though the first time i found out was when i had to fill out the fafsa um and we just had an open conversation about wage and and salaries and she was like yeah i got offered a salary like the day but i turned it down i was like why and she did it just so i would like continue to qualify it's like that level of sacrifice is just just wild but it's it's, it's stuff that like our families do it's real Um, yeah that's just really happening yeah Uh, i remember when i was going to college uh i had to list myself as living under my grandmother's roof (laughs) in order to receive some some kind of financial aid because my mother, who was a paralegal, apparently made too much money at the time for me. So, and it's these amounts, bro. It's like these amounts that are like, okay, well, uh, you know, you make just enough to not qualify, <laughs> yeah. but you don't actually make enough to be able to afford this shit, you know, out of yeah. pocket. So it's like, yeah, man. Um, the same but, thing with the housing lotteries. Like you'll see these yeah. retarded. Like twenty eight thousand to thirty four. Started on that. Twenty eight to thirty five, right? And it's got to be six people for twenty eight to thirty five. Like, who who's like, getting these apartments? The like, formulas they come up with for them shits. I don't know. Maybe you can explain them to us, Pavel. No nah, man, I, I wish I could qualify for them things, man. The apartments be fire, right? Yeah, yo, they're I think building- it's- and it's the worst because they're building like three, like right in my neighborhood. I could see right? two of them. No parking there. around this man's house no more because of that. This is the worst. This is the worst. Damn. I love it. I love when people get places to live, but um, it sucks also. The fake 80 20. So understand that where the system is set up for us to fail automatically. Okay. Um, I think pushing boundaries and talking about the things that you're talking about is ways to shed light to it. Um, I see it at work. You know, I work for a city agency, and now they're accepting tattoos. Really? Yeah. Before yeah. it was like a, it was kind of like an unwritten no-no, mm-hmm. right? If you had tattoos, you know, you had to have your sleeves all rolled up. But now it's it's like okay, you know, it's normal. Things are loosening up a little bit, but we're still not at the point where. Uh, we have diversity. We don't have equity or equality yet in the mm. workplace. And th- I think these are some of the things that you want to shed light on. Yeah. 
I think I think people got to accept too. Like everyone has, at least I think we all have bias. Like I have bias. Um, like when I walk into a cafe and a dude doesn't have tattoos and he don't look like a hipster, like I might, I'm gonna be like, yo, this might not be the best coffee. I just, I got bias. That's, it's what it is. You know what I mean? But like, it doesn't. But then you gotta, you, (laughs) but you gotta recognize that bias and not let it impact your 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 decision. You know what I mean? Like I'll still Mm -hmm. try the coffee. I'm gonna give him the chance. But that's that's what most people don't do is that they don't give us a chance because of how we look, though. Yeah, that's a big distinction. That's a great example, but it's a it's a big distinction of like having a. I'm bias. gonna have to steal that one. I'm sorry, but yeah, right. <clears throat> you need to put this. You need to write this stuff down, bro. Especially, um, <laughs> you know, the idea that like that you, everyone has a bias, but like the idea is not to let that bias kind of affect your decision making and like how you show up to places. <clears throat> Um, that's fucking amazing. I mean, I think it's stuff that we we kind of feel like we grew up with like, nah, we don't have no bias. We can't have any bias, but it's like, no, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, I didn't know I had biases till I took a a course on implicit um, bias. Implicit bias. And I was like, oh, yeah. whoa. It just changed my whole perspective. Like, man, we and up? we as as humans, we lean on some of these things. Um what are your biases, Rick? Tell us. I want to know. Um, I, want, I want to write I, them down. I agree. I agree with Pavel with the coffee thing. You know, um, it's just certain things. You know, you look at a Chinese restaurant. If the windows aren't like messed up, like really, like all, they don't make good food there. I'm sorry, they don't. If it's nice and clean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't order Chinese from there. I understand if, what you mean. It's not I gotta have character. I gotta. It's not gonna have that MSG that I like. You know. Yo, MSG but, is not wrong with it, by the way. That's that's also like a racist, you know, thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with MSG. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I, I read like an article about how like that shit was just propaganda against Chinese restaurants. I mean, they probably. Uh, I'm, a, I'm gonna do the research. I'm. A, I'm. A, hold up. I'm gonna look at this. So, um, I want to go back to Pavel. Also, used to work for Facebook, right? Um, tell me why you yeah. would. You go. didn't like working there. Damn. Nah, actually. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed my time at Facebook, man. I always tell people like I was there for four years, um, like that, like that was my MBA. Like I, I will never go to business school even before going to Facebook. Like I never really wanted to go, but like I learned so many things about business um, by being at Facebook. But when I first started, um, it was a really tough time. Like it was the first time I ever cried about a work about a job. Uh, so I had some tough times. Like there were some like, you know. It was, it was tough, but I got through and I was there for like four years. Um, wow. So Pavel has a video where he was talking about it was nice going, you know, taking clients out to dinner, doing oh, all this yeah. stuff. But then he realized when the pandemic hit that this this might have not been the company for him. Yeah. Um, I guess that did that kind of like lead you into doing plural and is like, is that how that whole thing started and came about? Well, actually, Facebook actually has this really dope event. And they, they do it. So they have different employee resource groups. So they have one for, you know, the black employees, Latin employees, the pride at, they got women at, et cetera. Um, and they had this one. Elevate? Are you talking about Elevate? Is it Elevate? By, uh, nah, this, this is just for their employees, right? So ed- oh, anyone that, self, that self-identifies as Black, for example, they mm-hmm. legit fly them out to headquarters. And it's just like a two-day like really? retreat almost where you get guest speakers in there and all these kind of things. You just like get to meet everybody. 
and it was the first time that I ever saw that many black people in one room that worked at Facebook. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, what? And you walk in, like you open the doors to the to the space and like motherfuckers are blasting swag surfing. Everyone's like hugging and vibing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, these people work at Facebook. It was the first time I ever saw that many people that looked like me in one room that worked for like one of the biggest companies in the world and were thriving. And it wasn't, it wasn't just like individual contributors. These were like VPs and, and presidents and all these kind of things at Facebook. So I was like, mm-hmm. I want to recreate that feeling and that representation because back at my office in New York, like I was like one of only so many people of color, you know what I mean? So through plural, like I wanted to like recreate that feeling and that experience with people that just feel alone um, mm-hmm. in that challenge. And what's the main message and goal of Blue Dot? And then how'd you get into podcasting? Like, because it, it's two different ventures that you actually do, but people associate you with Blue Dot, you know, the, um, what's the name of the bear? I forget. Pooh, the Pooh poster, yeah. the A-Rod thing. And, you know, they, they associate you with the t-shirts, Sinvergüenza. But what is the difference between the two and what led you to go into those two ventures? Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, I'm trying to just recreate or create that representation. And I first thought like people was going to gravitate towards just the art and just Mm -hmm. that. That's why I actually first launched it on Instagram. But um, what I realized is that I just realized the power of storytelling. And I realized that people would feel more seen and feel more understood if they could just hear someone else speaking about it. And um, yeah, what I realized was that like all these experiences, typically they they get shared anonymously on like Glassdoor, on like the medium around like professionalism or just like, your experience in corporate. So I wanted to put a face behind the name. Um, and that's just, just like popped off, man. It's it's like really dope. But that's that's a big marketing challenge for me. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to blend both of those two together. But uh but yeah the, the podcast really just informs all of the products that we make. For example, like one of the challenges is uh women in their hair, for example, right? Like they they say like they can't wear their curly hair. They want to wear braids with yeah. doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying to like for example like AOC doesn't typically wear braids, but I'm trying to reimagine like would she still be socially acceptable by her party, for example, right? If she she's went not to work acceptable in- now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So imagine with braids and hoop earrings and all that kind of stuff. So I, I got a similar one with, with Sonia Sotomayor, but um, A-Rod a- is actually nice another lady. reason. Very Thank nice. You. A-Rod. So me, me and Craze had uh, the pleasure of meeting Sotomayor. Um, yeah, no way. Amazing. Oh, she had dope. just been appointed too. Yeah, um, amazing, amazing, amazing lady. Yeah. Um, but uh, AOC wears hoop earrings on the weekends. I guarantee that. On the weekends, yeah. probably, 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 probably. Yeah. probably. No, nah, man. She, but I think it's, she I wears them on Thanksgiving when she's with the family. The facts, yeah, most likely. If she, if it's a Thanksgiving in the Bronx, yeah. Um, I mean, I think breaking that those barriers down is dope. But you mentioned something about Glassdoor, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting because that that was re- that's really the only resource. Um, available if you're looking to try to figure out what's going on in a company. And, and it almost feels like you're like cheating or something like, you know, I had this thing where Glassdoor asked me my, like in order for them to let me see some stuff, they were like, oh, well, share your salary with yeah. us. And it was kind of like a moment where I was like, huh, do I want to, you know, do I want to do this? Like, but why? It shouldn't be an issue if I want to know kind of like more information. Mm-hmm. But there is this stigma around people knowing what other people make and like what the culture somewhere is. And it's like, don't you know, you, you want to watch what you say about, you know, the culture around 
this company or that company. Otherwise, you know, there may be some. You know what's funny, though? If yeah. you're hiring someone, you cannot. It's illegal to ask them what they made in their previous job. And this went into effect in New York State two years ago. Yeah. So uh, it's weird to me that they would ask that. Or, or yeah. New York State. Because it's it, it's it's legit legal to ask someone like if Pavez interviewing me to be you know uh, ambassador for Plural right, and I come in, he's like, "What did you make in your last job?" I could be like, "Yo, that's illegal. You can't even ask me that." Yeah, I, I don't know interview. when that went to effect, but like a few years ago, yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they do that. It's just. I mean, I, I think is that, that, that bias right there, or is it? Just, well, I think know? that might be a good thing though, because I think employers might want to use that in order to like underpay you, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's the reason why they put the law into effect. Um, a lot of women were being uh, heavily underpaid, and they would ask, you know, so if they have me a crazy, a crazy or a woman, right, for a position, and they're both candidates, uh, damn, crazy is making one hundred twenty. This lady was making sixty. Let's give her the job at seventy-five, right? So that's how they—that's how they do it. And it's either a woman or a college grad. So there's ageism, sexism, and everything that goes into when they're hiring people. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. And he's giving us. Let's go, Knicks. He got the halftime update. That's the biggest takeaway that I got from the post that I did on LinkedIn where I just shared my like I shared my whole po- my whole compensation package publicly. I was like this is my salary, this is my bonus. This is like all this is my title, all this shit, right? Um but the number of messages and DMs that people started reaching out to me was like, "Yo, it opened up a conversation within my team's co- co-workers at my own company reached out to me. Previous wow. co-workers at previous companies reached out to me and we just started sharing salaries and compensation packages and like that like people often talk about the wage gap and it sounds like such a abstract, abstract concept but to hear people tell you directly and then you compare numbers you're like oh shit like i was being i was being paid more than all these women mm-hmm. and like you talk to the women you talk and you talk you ask them about their like interview process they ended up asking them for more money than me i didn't even ask for a signing bonus they just gave it to me you know what i mean like in situations like wow. that where you just like yo this shit is real Yo, now that you mentioned that, that that's a really true story that kind of happened to me too. Like, I I was at this uh this law firm that I was working for at the time, and I was quitting. I quit. Told them, you know, I'm gonna go do this other thing, and like the guy, you know, the the hiring manager there's like, hey, you know, you, would you stay? You know, what would it take for you to stay? And they kind of did this negotiation with me to stay. I wanted to believe in anyway, but I entertained the idea of like staying to see what they would give me and see what what was up. And like during that process, you know, they offered me kind of what I, they offered to match, you know, the, the place where I was leaving to, you know, they off, they matched a bunch of things. Point is when, once I was got done with that conversation, you know, I went over, you know, to the person that was actually my manager, my like floor manager at the time. And she was like, you know, I was wondering if you, you know, you, how did you kind of negotiate that? She heard that they were, had offered me some more money or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of told them I was ready to leave. That's really what it is. I was ready to go. And I feel like that gave me the confidence to just be like, whatever you guys want to do, you know, to match this. And she shared with me that she was basically making, when we compared, I, I kind of told her, I gave her the rundown of like what they were paying me originally, why I, you know, I asked, you know, for more, what the amount was. And she came back and told me like, well, that's crazy because I'm managing you, but I, I was already making, she was making $4,000 less than I was 
while I was already there. Wow. Like, not, not to mention what they were offering me to stay. Uh, but she was already making four thousand. She was my manager. I don't want to put them, you know, throw them under the bus. But it was this was a firm that I worked for a couple of years ago, and uh, it was just an example. Like every day, I, but I just want a disclaimer though. Uh, we're talking about salaries and all that stuff. Doesn't mean if you show up late to work every day or you call out often that you could go. <laughs> Yo, even then you could you could probably you could probably. Not I, I mean. Uh, uh, Honestly, crazy saying he's leaving, and it's probably because they saw his value as an employee, which yeah. they see, should see as women and men. But if uh, I'm just saying a disclaimer, if you're a guy that shows up to work and you hate your job, ask yourself why you hate your job and what you love to do and try to get into that field. That's Don't go right. into your manager's office asking them, can I get a raise because so-and-so is making more money than me. So let's just let's just also be honest with the conversation. Absolutely. Um, evaluate yourself as an employee before anything. But there is a huge pay gap. So we can go back to the conversation. I'm sorry. I just I felt like because I know there's people like, oh, where are you making that much? All right, let me go ask. <laughs> let me go see. You know, let me Yo, go see. Ask. Cl- closed mouths don't get fed, bro. You gotta ask. No That's what. true, but honestly, um, just believe in yourself. If, if you, you want to set yourself up for success, though, don't don't listen to craze. Yo, don't listen, listen to craze. If you if you believe in just just think about it this way: if you believe in yourself, and you think that you've done a good enough job to earn what you're asking for, you should always ask for it. Let's put I mean, it that worst way. case we hear no, fair? right? Exactly. Yeah, the worst case is is no. Um, no. If you are a woman. Uh, and you, there is a big pay gap. Please speak up, talk about it, and also I mean, voice the problem it to, with that is that that sometimes it, can be seen. hold on. But I think they need to voice it to a support system as well because you don't want to voice that and then they retaliate and do something yeah. against you and you feel helpless. So always yeah. have a support system with you. Um, I, that's why I told Pavel, I was like, "Yo, this is dope that you just literally like." I mean, it's not like he's like, yo, I make $46,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> a 600. You know, it, 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 he put his whole shit up, like, verbatim how it was, probably on the job description. Um, and, and it takes a lot of a lot of courage to do that. Unless you're, like, a city employee where your shit is already published. Yeah, somebody well, had to uh, comment to that effect. Uh, I work yeah. in a school, and all salaries are public information. If it wasn't public, I can oh, guarantee you. Alita, shout out to Alita. Yeah. Shout out to Adriano. Yeah, that's true. So, Pavel, this is a uh, a tribute to our boy Art. We want to take this little break, play one of his tracks, and we'll get back to this conversation. Um, it's one of Craze's favorites, by the way. Put it on. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get rid of the sticker in the bottom. That's that's only in New York. You'll hear like an eighteen wheeler passing by my house. Oh, you. And honking like that. Uh, this is a song called "A Better Me" is off his album called "Lost and Deep." You hear it again? What is going on outside? Bro. I record from my apartment. I apologize. I will soon be recording from somewhere else. This is Art's "A Better Me." After the record, we'll come back with more uh, of Pavel. <laughs> it's your boy. Who? Come on. Oh. 
better myself without losing myself Being the better man without looking for help Have you changed, dude? Now I'll be that same dude Might come home from a long day and just change shoes Be that nigga that say that we're never finish school No Regis diploma, keep back smarter than the principal I ain't an asshole, don't care what's minuscule You on that same bullshit? You still a fool From a bedroom apartment with seven relatives To my own crib, you were the city all embellishments Mislaving my life to become the master Now that I'm the master, niggas hope for disaster They all said I was never gonna make it Would amount to nothing, but from nothing I made it Believed in myself, to my talents and embraced it So stand back my nigga, it's time for you to face it Oh I had the whole world mad at me But am I so wrong to fall in love with vanity? Looking in the mirror, saw the boy that I was Now walking my shadow, show the man that I've become Been able to handle my own, pay for a home Instead I pay my mother's bills to show her that I'm grown And for her birthday, nothing but diamonds and gold She gets just as many carrots depending on how old My mom spoiled me, so in terms of spoiling her Cause I could do it, even got her a chauffeur So many sneakers, yet I only have two Wear slippers so the masseuse can massage my feet Filet me on champagne to never taste defeat I stand on my two feet, take in the luxuries They ask me when you grow up what you wanna be I can be whatever I wanna, got the world at my feet, come on So if you're joining us back, happy birthday, Art. That was a better me. Um, Dope record. And somebody wrote, I think it was Mozo that wrote bars. Mozo, I got some bars after this interview from Art. Yo, wait till y'all hear Rick's feature on there. No, no, I won't play none of my records. Wait, what? Yeah, this, this, this. Quick story. So I didn't share Art's story. So when Art used to write his records, he would send me the music. And I would write the chorus and send it back to him. Um, and then we would meet up together and he would come. He would never let me hear his verse, right? So I would like be writing my own little verse or whatever. He would come to my crib and then we're trying to put the song together. Um, and I hear his verse and I'm like, Shut damn. Now nah, I don't want to be on the song no more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be on the song no more. Um, we did a couple songs. We did a play the record. Now, Mozo, I'll send it to you. I'll email it to you, Mozo. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. Shout out to Del, uh, Art's uncle. He's here today. Um, Yo, some of the graffiti work you'll see in our background is done by Del and Art, which is which is beautiful. 
Oh, that's dope. Uh, I was wondering where it was from. Yeah. Uh, so the background is actually, let me see if I could do something where you can see a little more of it. All right. I'll take myself out the broadcast. Oh. to live by oh that's dope so the worst to live by thing um i'll read it later on uh i think it's it's super dope uh i think one of the things it says let me see if i can get whatever i'll go into it i'll read it It, it's super artistic i know the first time i ever saw real eyes realize real lives was it's down it's down in the might be on my opposite corner, but it's down in the corner. And that's that like a Tupac. That's, yeah, but Dell did the graffiti on this piece that's in the back. So um, I, I'll put it up on the Instagram so people can see it. Um, so if you're joining us, today's Art's birthday. Happy birthday, Art. Um, we played Back from the Future. If you listen to the Rick A show, you automatically hear American Dreaming. That's the theme song of the show. Um, Every Crazy week. and I might uh change it to back to the fu- back from the future on season 11 i don't know that song was was knocking today um we just played a better me and then we're gonna play a freestyle at the end of the show so um stick around for more art stuff all green everything the show's all greened out pavel martinez i feel like i have to do, do how do you feel when uh you're in the office and people want to you know Oh, Pabell Martinez. <laughs> Yo, that's a good question. Like the this, in terms of like a... the the uh, Anglo Saxonation of your name, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how does, does it? it how does it? Do people fuck it up, or is are people more or less like okay, Pavel? Nah, nobody says Pavel. Only my mom says Pavel. Even even my boys, they just say P. Um, gotcha. Even yeah. at work. So at work. Oh, at work. Oh no! At work, they say Pabell, but it's my fault though, because that's how I inter- that's how I introduce myself. So I'm enabling it. Mm-hmm. I, I, yo, I feel like because my my name is Luis, yeah. and like yeah. you know, it, it, in work environments and even in school, mm-hmm. it was always Luis, Luis, Lou, Luis. I, I think. I got but you know, now I, now I make the distinction. I'm like, <clears throat> Luis. My name's Luis. I'm not Luis. My name is Ricardo at work. Nah, your name's Ricky. Nah, there's no way. They real. Yeah, it, my my actual name is Ricardo. So um, at work, everybody calls me Ricardo or Ricardo or whatever. They don't call so you Richard. Very, nah, man, I did that right on the spot. Like, <laughs> first of all, my name's Ricardo. There's no H in it. Um, I have people put like Ricardo. Richardo. One of my diplomas, they wrote Ricardo on it. Ricardo Hero, and I sent that shit back. Not only did they put an H in my name, but they put two O's. I've never seen this shit in my life. The Italian Ricardo? version. I Richard do the Italian version of Ricardo is with two C's, so that's the only oh, way to confuse it. Okay, so we're talking to Babel, host of Quintuera is the podcast and the owner of Plural. Is Plural the right way to say it, right? Yeah, I mean, I tried to get a word that well, I've I wanted to use the word plural, which is the same in English, it's spelled the same in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Um, Ooh. it was already taken in the trademark that I wanted, so I just added a W to it. So, uh, we just got that's ours. Thank you to ours mom, by the way. She just left a comment for us. Yo, thank you. Um, thank no, thank you. Happy birthday to our. We miss him, we love him. Um, so plural, I mean, it's a weird spelling too, bro. Like, I've been asked a couple of times, how do you pronounce that? Um, yeah, I, I would just say the W is silent. 
Hey, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So talk to me about Gintu Eris. Um, first of all, how did you feel about being in the room with other podcasters? And, and how did you feel about the podcast that you met that night? I, you probably knew Juan Bagos, yeah. my guy. Uh, but the other ones that you met, you know, like uh, Ladies Who Broncho was there, Salon Chronicles, Chica Chats, The New York Dose, Smartest Guys in the Room, Jesus Christ. Um, men on Pause. Latinos How was that for you? Latinos Allow. Well, I, I mentioned Latinos Allow. Juan's not on the show no more. So Latinos Allow, yes. Rachel, shout out to Rachel, Frank Nibs, and uh, Jamie. How'd you feel about being in that that, that space? Bro, it was, it was dope. Like, I've never been in that space with that many Latino podcasters, Latina, Latinx, however you identify, Hispanic. Um, yeah, it was just dope. Um, and then I actually started listening to I didn't get I didn't get through every single podcast, but I started listening to a few of them. Um uh the Men on Pause podcast, for example, just to not, not talk about any of our two podcasts. Yo, mm-hmm. they are hilarious. Yo, um, that's just hilarious. Jerry. And Jerry, Jerry's a regular watching the show, and he's always he I th- feel like he's like the fourth calls. He always leaves us nice little funny comments at the bottom. Um, but yes. Wait, Jerry, Jerry, El, El Modifoca. That's his oh, okay. I thought it was the, yeah, the yeah. P, the other dude, because because apparently he was at the thing too. But I don't now. I don't know what he looks like now. I, I'll I show you a picture. Yeah, he was there. Oh, okay. Jerry was there. Jerry's on a show called uh, Therapy with uh, Rick Herrera. Did you guys see that show? Nah. It's based and centered on uh, dads and. Latinos who don't grow up with fathers and the type of different relationships that fathers and sons have. Yeah, it's about fatherhood, like different types yeah. of fatherhood. How, like, like different yeah, scenarios and stuff like that. It's a really good show. Skittles is on it from uh, Ladies Who Brunch. Um, oh, don't. It's I'll produced by Rick out. and his wife. Uh, yeah. Richard, Richard, yes, yes, that's, that's, that's exactly how much you're looking in a diploma. In a that's diploma, I'm gonna, bro. I'm gonna change your name. I'm gonna change your name from my, my phone to Richard. So give us, give us the little, uh, give us your favorite piece that you've done for Blue Dot so far, shirt or art piece. Because you my gotta have favorite a favorite piece. You gotta um, have a favorite. Damn. Well, actually, my favorite is probably like the first one that I did or. So most of these, like I don't, I'm not an artist. Like I don't, I can't do any of these. So I have okay. a higher artist to actually do some of these. But the first design that I wanted to 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 tackle was the Yankees. So I don't know if you can see this one, for example, but it's um uh, the Bautista Joey Bass. Is that jo- oh no oh, Posada, um, Posada, Posada. yeah Jose, Posada. Jose Posada. I also got a also got a Rod with the beard. A-Rod. But um the first design that I wanted to tackle was around facial hair, and I don't know if you know, but the Yankees. They got a no, no facial I, hair policy. Yeah, I know. That's so, right. Yeah, are, yeah, you, yeah. are you a Yankees fan, first of all? Uh, I mean, if I had to pick a team, yeah, but I'm not really. Into, I'm not really into baseball. Are you from the Bronx? Is that why? Is that where the loyalty lies, or is it? I'm. I was. I got like a bunch of family there, so yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> or you just a New York, New York dude? You was like, yeah, I go with the Yankees. They got all the trips. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a Mets fan though, so I get it. Yes, you know, I feel like the first time I became aware of that, like no facial hair policy. Was, uh, what it's was not that just no facial Johnny hair, Damon? by the way. Uh, yeah, Johnny Damon. Johnny yeah. Damon, that dude, you know, because he was on the on the Red Sox. Majestic beard, and he had this majestic beard, long, beautiful, beard, and like they made him get clean cut yeah. for uh, when he, when he got. Uh, did he get drafted? I guess no, not not drafted. Did he no, get no, traded? He, to the he got he got he got signed by the Yankees. So Johnny Damon wins a World Series with the Red Sox against the New York Yankees. 
like he goes, he beats the Yankees to get to the World Series to win a championship. Then the Red Sox, the Yankees signed him in the offseason as a free agent. Now, this goes in line with what Pavetta was talking about earlier. Uh, to be a New York Yankee, this is why I'm not a Yankee fan. A, you have to act like a Yankee, play like a Yankee, and be a Yankee. Professionalism. Mm-hmm. Shave your face. Uh, even if you have like a dope beard, um, it has to come off. Some of the greatest beards I've ever seen. Dude signed with the Yankees, they got to get rid of it. It's not just a beard. You also cannot have your your hair has to be two inches above the collar of what? the jersey. Yes. Yeah. So if you look at a photo of John Craze, do you have the? Can you try to Google Don, Johnny Damon real quick in the Red Sox? Yeah. So not only did he shave his beard, he also had to cut his hair. So if you went to a job and they told you, "Bro, you gotta take the beard off, you gotta cut your hair," then you mm-hmm. can work with us. Um, they do that in in finance industry a ton. Yeah, but that's. Yeah. What does that have to do no, with yeah, your I skill agree. and your – so th- th- look at this majestic beard. They used to call him the caveman in Boston, as you right? can see why. Right? Wait, and now Johnny Damon In the Yankees. Yankees. Let's see what comes up. Also, look up Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, that's another – look at that. Who is that man? Handsome guy, but I think the beard – who would you say? Andrew what? Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, yeah, it's right. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there. He so he had to cut right. off his dreads completely. Yes. Okay. Let me see. So like, look at him me, like on the pirates when he when he had his dreads. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That the, the, right there. Second picture. Wow. There you go. So Cutch is known for his dreads, his goatee, and I don't his know swagger. if you saw Aaron Judge right now. He has a beard, and people are saying that like he should keep it. But like that's what the Yankees do on the offseason. They let's grow Google their beards. That. Let's Google that. I would like to see Aaron Judge with a beard. On the offseason, all the Yankees players grow beards and then they cut it during thing. Oh, yeah, he should a hundred percent keep it. Yeah, he looked like a boppy, son. Okay. What? That's what I'm now, saying. Now I mean, he beard? looks like Puerto Rican. Like. He's Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, beards are like makeup for men, you know? Yo, they hide exactly, everything. Man. Come I, I, I honestly... So there you go. Um, you you were talking about it, like appearances. What does appearance have to do with your quality of work and the type of work that you produce? Um, and it's been ridiculous. Over the years, all these great players, they come, they sign with the Yankees, and they have to adjust to – I think that's also part of the reason why A-Rod wasn't as successful. I mean, he was great with the Yanks as he was previously. He wasn't allowed to be himself. All right, Rick. Um, enough, enough with your with your like proselytizing Yankee hate. about Yankee, Yankee hate. hate. I'm just okay. That was uh, a good it's example. A metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a good example. A I'm sure Pavel has. I like that a rod piece. I like that a rod piece. It makes sense. So. Nah, it does. It's fly. I like the the Jorge Posada one is dope too. But I feel like the the a rod Jorge. One by the way, when he retired, he grew a goatee. Kind of... That was his thing. He liked having a goatee. Yeah, you got a mustache I mean, if you're on the Yankees. You just can't have a beard. Oh. It's very unprofessional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had the, the same thing in high school, actually. Tops. They had the same rule. Really? Yeah. So I went to an all-boys high school, and we had the two-inch collar rule thing. Why school? Is that what it is? I went to All Hollows High School in the Bronx. Is it a Catholic oh, school? I, I went to Hayes. 
Oh, so it, it's, it's, they kind of, they have these rules. You know, I have my tie not all the way up, and I got Jug, Justice Under God, <laughs> just attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, for having a tie a little right, loose. Right. Now you guys are talking about this cult stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to bow out of this conversation. No, it's not a cult thing. It's, it's just the fact that these, uh, you're, you're telling me that because I wore a tie a little loose, you know, it is what it when, is. When you're part of a cult, that's part of what they tell you how to dress. Anyways, I digress. So, but go what ahead, I was going to say is, no, nah, what I was going to say is like, I actually, um, that's probably, I think, like, I was thinking about, like, what to do next year, like, what I want to dedicate the uh, the year to, essentially. And I think I may dedicate it to the Yankees. Like, I just want to come at the neck. Um, because I'm gonna love that for oh, me. For love me, it. my goal, like, people always be like, oh, what's the goal for Blue Dial and all these things? And people are like, oh, you want to grow the podcast and all that. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. But like, what I really want to do is like impact policy. Um, whether that be like at a government level, or at, a, at a, at a, like, even if I change policy at like one company. That's Yo. like mission accomplished, right? So if Blue Dot could be the reason why the Yankees overturned their facial hair policy, like if I could raise enough awareness for that, like that's what I want. Um, Yo, it, so it, I, won't, it won't happen. If they made Alex Rodriguez. I agree. Hey, what kind of but, negativity is that, Rick? No, nah, I agree. But I'm going to tell you this. First of all, we got a bunch of minutes left. If years of racism runs through an organization. Right, 100%. And, and classism. Um, there's been a lot of people that have tried that. Maybe you could shoot for the Yankees and land on the Mets. <laughs> the Mets don't got none of that. The Mets, we let our guys be them themselves. <laughs> you guys just go out there and play baseball. That's we're paying you to play baseball. That's all we're worried about. We're not worried about any of that stuff. The um, difference is now, though, is that there's a law in place where you can't discriminate for employment based on hair. So just this, this that's actually a policy in New York. That so if the if any of the Yankee players actually do want to push back, they could they could take the court. Yeah. Yo, is it serious? Start. Probably I got, not. I got insider information in the front office. I got family that works in there. So, bro, you need to shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Pavel for coming on the show, giving us some time. We're gonna bring him back. We'll do a second episode with him. Um, it's just it, uh, a ton of knowledge, and it's always a good conversation. Um, I want to bring it back. Season 11, episode one. I'm saying it right here. It's going to be my bad. We'll work out the date. Say yes? Guys. We in there. Oh, he already said this. Say yes. that's right. In person. Maybe in person. That's what I want to do. Maybe no. in person. Episode one. You heard it here first. Uh, I'm going to play this art freestyle, and then I'm going to play an outro. Pabe, thank you for being on the show. At plural. Now, plural is spelled P-L-U-R-A-W-L. Ooh, and his... Personal at is at A P B C I B E P S biceps. It's just it's just P A biceps. Oh, P A biceps. biceps. Why Ooh. is that? Why is that? My friends Personal. usually take the uh, like P A and then they just include anything with a B in there. So it could get like complimenty, you know, or it could get kind of disrespectful. Put bitch, put beautiful, anything in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just landed on put biceps. <laughs> hey, let's the go. The bicep t-shirt coming soon. <laughs> we need that actually. On blue eye. I'm gonna play this freestyle first, and then I'll go to a video. 
Robert, thank you again. Next week, we'll have Lizbel Ortiz, Riddell's sister, but she's an author. She has a bunch of interesting topics we need to go through, and she just did a dope Stars commercial, so Bob Bronx. <laughs> Shout that. out to Mozo. Shout out to Mozo. So... Here is a freestyle acapella style, baby. Chill wigs past that. I blast back. Make a nigga duck like Aflac. The pretty boy killer button up in my slacks. Give the cash back. I get your ass cap. Chills pause that. I leave your car on four flats. Your chain, your watch, your kicks. Nigga, come off that. It's all the Rick H. Dick face. Get your shit straight. Taking over the game. I'm here to dictate. They ain't think that I could rip tapes. But the kid got more drops and bombs than the Funk Flex mixtape. Craze, holler at me when you back from Tampa. So you can boost a couple things in Elias's pants. But we have the whole height stays for days And I'm just talking about smoking nicks and trays My shit has been branded The haters can't stand it ART nigga, aka the long nose bandit Wow You gotta play the outro, bro I gotta play the outro But uh, happy birthday, Art We love you, we miss you Unconditionally um, we will always celebrate you some way, some fa- form or fashion. Let's always, go. your music will always live on. Let's go. <laughs> Stay merry, New York. Now, have a very, very merry Christmas from my heart to everyone else. Arturo Mercado, sign on. Stay classy, New York. <laughs> uh, you feel that now? I feel like Rocky in this one, baby. Let's go. Alright, check it. Uh. Blast from the past, back from the future So if I pull the trigger in the past, it's no you and your future I'm still hustling, still hugging the block The referee to the shit, I'm still calling them shots I can't be stopped that's what I told you, I'm living my life like a box of Crayolas I'm cutting up white, smoking that green Purple color pens, I'm still making this cream I'm so sick, uh, check my throat quick My wrist light up a room like a handful of glow sticks I'm like spoiled milk, the kid's gone bad Spanish the menace while pen touches the pad uh, Niggas is mad, but the ladies is glad Yo, they rubbing up against me like this nigga is rad Fucking two divas, drinking on sangria I got the beam of the color, diarrhea uh, Tie your strength to my feet cause I'm so fly Hopped out the Delorean and it's already McFly